Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show as we start a new week here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors Studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, all new pre-owned inventory, all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Great sales staff, great service department. And every Monday show, brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury, or go to purdyinsurance.com, home, auto, life, business, this time of the year, boat, RV, they have it for you. All at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury, or go to purdyinsurance.com. The true pros, pros in insurance needs and, of course, in the community. And a great time last week at the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament at the Susquehanna Valley Country Club. So, Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury, or go to purdyinsurance.com. Mark Wogenrich, SI.com, back with us today at 3.35 to recap Penn State Football Media Day on Saturday. And they also had the first couple practices for fall camp as well. Not really a whole lot notable for my eyes, but I'm sure Steve will have his notes, if any, as he was there on Saturday. As far as... James Franklin is concerned. A lot of stuff that we've heard from throughout the offseason. A lot of good things to say about the offense. A lot of high expectations, again, about the offense. Basically, a lot of comparisons to that he feels the offense is back to where things were when Joe Moorhead was here now with Mike Yurcich at, at the helm at offensive coordinator. A lot of questions about Sean Clifford as there's been throughout the entire offseason. And it's certainly true, of course, as we talked about all systems go through him as far as Penn State's success this year. A couple questions about the defensive line and uh, some personnel questions as well with that. And then also, too, he was asked about will, what would it take and do you hope to have a full crowd this year, 107,000 at Beaver Stadium. And he had a very interesting, I guess, plea, if you will. That's at least how he worded it, as far as that goes. So we'll play. We'll probably play that a little bit later on. So a couple different things, but nothing too noteworthy. A lot of stuff that 
we already knew from as now we officially count down to kickoff opening weekend September 4th at Wisconsin of course that'll be heard right here on WKOK WKOK.com and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app also of the weekend you had a pretty cool weekend in Cannon Ohio with the Pro Football Hall of Fame speeches of course highlighted by Troy Polamalu Bill Cower, Jimmy Johnson, Payne Manning, all the like. I I, I really enjoyed watching those sat, uh, over the weekend, Steve. I know you had some spike games, so I guess you didn't see a whole lot of them. But I, I really enjoyed it, too, and as we <laughs> now count down it. to Penn State, too. Saw none of it. <laughs> Seriously, I didn't see a single second of it. Um, we'll play some back later. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> it's all good. Uh so let's just start out with the headline for us. We'll start out with that. Because uh, Matt could not start out with the headline. Because Matt didn't know about this. Uh, our guest tomorrow uh, will be Kirk Herbstreit. Ooh. Okay. Love it. Thought we'd pass that along to you. That way, you could, if you want to promo it, you could. All right. So, um... <laughs> yeah, I think we may want to do that. Yeah, he'll be on the show tomorrow. Okay. Um, we got Mark Wogenrich today. Uh, Neil Kulong in his usual spot tomorrow, and then Kirk Herbstreit will join us tomorrow as well. Okay. So that's what we have coming up. I'm done. You can talk about whatever you want. Now. You want to talk about some speech? I don't really care. That's okay. not a bad headline. Well, we, we I did go through the cliff notes of Media Day on Saturday with James Franklin and the like. Nothing yeah. totally noteworthy, but the usual subjects were brought up. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, Kirk uh, has a new book coming out, by the way. Uh, uh out of pocket, out of the pocket, is the book, and we'll talk to him briefly about that, and then we'll talk to him about some of the issues in college football, and then get back to the book a little bit as well. But uh, we wanted to make sure that uh, we uh, told everybody that we were able to line him up. He's on, all set to go. Uh, uh, while Matt was watching Hall of Fame speeches, the rest of us were working. Uh, so. I'm just kidding. Um, the ratings for the Olympics, of course, are over. Let's give Tokyo credit. They they got it. They finished it. But for NBC, and they didn't do anything wrong, uh, but it has to be a massive disappointment. Friday night, they had only 9 million viewers. Saturday, they only had 7.3 million. Yesterday, for the closing ceremony, they had five. It is, it was not quite a ratings disaster, but trend, it trended in that direction. The ratings were down 49% from five years ago. Look, there are a lot of issues with it. There are a lot of issues. And we'll get to Penn State football with Mark, of course, coming up. There are a lot of issues with it. We've outlined, okay? Um, that we've talked about, you know, 
some off, you know, some issues away from the competition, okay, which has, has, has turned on some people and turned off some people. Uh, you've got uh, people that were traveling more this summer because they didn't get a chance to travel last year. That's part of it. But there's a couple of other things that go with this. Uh, that let, Let's be straight about it. While the United States had more gold than anybody else and had more silver than anybody else and more bronze and more metals, they won all four categories. When you're sitting there and you're watching, I mean, I can tune in. I can come home from a Penn State football game, whether it's on the road or at home. I can get back and I can usually turn on a game when I get home and just put my feet up for at least, you know, an hour or so, hour and a half, whatever it may be. And I can jump into, say, let's pick something random, a Washington State-Oregon State game. And I'll go, oh, okay, I'll watch it. It looks like a pretty good game. And it's real. It's regular season, the whole deal. And, obviously, it's football, so I know about football. And if I want to at any point, I can flip over to something else. Maybe I want to watch the news, the weather, whatever it may be. And I can tune back in and pick it up where I left off. You know, it's further into the game, but you're essentially picking like, okay, let's check back in again. Oh, it's the fourth quarter now. Hey, great. The Olympics, you can't do that. That's not, that's what I described as a typical viewing habit of the American sports fan right now. Yeah, you you watch a couple innings of the game, then all of a sudden you pop back in in the seventh. Like, oh, okay, wow, yeah, yeah, the Phillies are beating the Mets. Boy, Wheeler pitched great, huh? It's great. You know, you're not sitting there glued to it for the entire nine innings. The Olympics, you can't do that. And what happens, let's go to track. All right, in track, here it is, heat number four. Oh, for God's heat number four. It's like watching preseason football. Except here's the difference, with the same deal. You don't know who the competitors are. Who are they? This guy from the Ukraine can really run. Great. Who is he? Who is she? Nobody knows who these people are. In football, I can tell you about a little bit about Washington State. I can tell you a little bit about Oregon State. They may not be mainstream, but I can tell you a little bit about each of them. I know who their quarterbacks are. I know kind of you know the style of play, how they want to play, the whole deal, what the records are, the whole you know right. Now with this, watch out in swimming for lane two, the Hungarian. Like, uh, okay. You don't know who these people are. I mean, why do you think that they made such a big deal out of Jessica Springsteen getting a silver medal? An equestrian. Because that was a name that people were like, hey, you know, they knew she was in it to begin with, and then, you know, her and her two teammates did a great job and meddled. Wow. But for the most part, who are these people? It's not that that you know like for example, you watch volleyball. Okay, so we know who Haley Washington is. Goodness, I would, you know, I can think of the interviews I've done with Haley Washington over time. Micah Hancock, awesome. You know, the U.S. women's basketball team has, you know, Diana Taurasi, Sue Bird. People know who they are. 
Kevin Durant on the men's basketball team, Jason Tatum, whatever. They can relate to it. But now let's go to Heat Seven. Oh, Heat Seven. Who's in Heat Seven? Who who's the fa- who's who are these people? Is there an American in it? And that is that's a big problem. That's a big problem. Let's go over now to women's javelin. Like okay. Give me a primer here. What am I watching? And it doesn't fit the viewing habit of the current viewer. Hey, I'll watch the first, like, three innings of the game. All right, you know, I like, hey, it's the eighth inning. As I pop back in after watching or doing something else, I had to go outside and do whatever. Here, the viewing habit is, I pop back in there on heat two of, it's it's not even the final? Oh, I, I don't really watch a lot of preseason NBA games either, so no, I'm not going to watch the heat. Just let me know when the final is. Oh, we don't know when the final is. That's a big problem. Plus, there are a lot of sports that people just are not familiar with. Some of them are really fun. Yeah, I think, for example, I'll give you one. I think team handball's fun. But, or water polo. Water polo's fun to watch. But I can't, a lot of the stuff a lot of people can't relate to. I don't know what you think, Matt, because obviously the suit was glued to it the entire time. has no idea what he's watching, but he used glued. Oh, my almighty! Well, I can tell you why Friday and, or sorry, Saturday and Sunday's ratings weren't good. Because majority of people were doing what I was doing. They were watching the Pro Football Hall of Fame speeches. I guarantee you those ratings were much better than the Olympics because it's the NFL. And people watch anything about the NFL, especially when you had a lot of big names, including Peyton Manning, on uh, last night. I guarantee you that's where majority of the audience was, NFL Network, or of some way, shape, or form, following the Hall of Fame speeches. Actually, the Cubs-White Sox game got a higher rating than the NFL. Um, wow, that, all right, that's the- a little surprising. Well, actually, and- probably because Al Michaels was on last night. And almost, well, remember, it was on ABC last night, too. Yeah, that's true. Right, so it was on over-the-air ABC. And the um, it didn't beat out the Olympic closing ceremony, but it got closer than people realize. Uh, and this is, a, I'm not, in, in no way, shape, or form am I putting down the Olympics. I'm explaining here that's the problem with it. And it's a problem that NBC, it's very difficult to overcome. When you're not mainstream every single day and you have to explain who the heck you're watching, it's it's the equivalent of telling a joke and then you have to explain the joke. Oh, now I know why I should have laughed. Oh, now I know why I should have watched. And they'll have the same problem with Beijing. Time, you know, the time difference. See, the other part is the time difference. In Rio, at least, they had the opportunity because the time difference was so slight. What is Rio's, what, one, two hours ahead of us? 
something like that. Maybe it's an hour ahead of time, Atlantic time. Where they could show live stuff left and right. You know, live brings with it drama and everything like that. Here, sitting like going, yeah, I think I'll watch the uh, name sport. Um, Dressel won the goal. I, I think I'll watch. So, all right, we'll take a break. I'm back with more in a moment. Mark Wogenrich next half hour. Kirk Herbstreet tomorrow. And the suit will be on the Saturday edition. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call. Matt and I are both off Saturday. Here at News Radio 1070 WKOK. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance. This is not a political statement. It, it's, it's become a political issue. And I think um, I want to make sure that people understand that's not what this is. But the more people that, that can get vaccination, uh, whether you completely agree with it or not, you know, maybe to protect others, I think, I think you guys know uh, this kind of hits very close to, to home. My, my daughter's actually in the hospital right now. And to be honest with you, I love our students and, and uh, you know, the people in Happy Valley and my players to be able to experience it because last year was not a true Penn State experience. So I am asking and pleading for everybody to do everything they possibly can to give us the best chance to get back uh, to what you mentioned in the beginning, you know, how we would probably describe normal. Yeah, I took the uh, spikes uh, through Beaver Stadium today on a tour, and I explained to them what 110,000 sound like in there, which they were in awe of. And I said, 20 Medler Fields can fit in here. And when you have 110,000 fans, it's remarkable. Well, the way to achieve that is by doing exactly what uh, James was talking about. So, that was Saturday. We'll get more into what uh, the items with the football team with Mark Wogenrich next half hour. Kirk Herbstreet on the show tomorrow. The suit will be on the Sunday show. No? Yes. We don't have a Sunday show? Jeez, that's what I lined up. I feel bad now. Today's show, no, I actually don't. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. I was asked why the uh, suit would be on Saturday or Sunday, so we're just trying to pick out the spots where we thought he could do the least amount of damage. Uh, so, all right, today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business, motorcycle, boat, whatever it may be, they will make sure you're properly insured, and they'll do it for the best price possible. They'll try and save you money wherever they can. Also, the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament was a huge success on Saturdays, the community came together, led by the leadership of the Purdy's and Purdy Insurance. Phenomenal. We had such a great time there last Wednesday. And in the end, we'll get some numbers for the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA, which 
richly earns our support every year. That's Purdy Insurance, Market Street, and Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Matt, do we have Mark? Matt left. Matt quit. Maybe we do, maybe we don't. I don't know. I can't tell. Hello, Matt. I think Matt left. Well, we're supposed to have Mark Wogenrich on during this particular time frame. And uh, if we get him, we'll take care of it from there. Kirk Herbstreet's on the show tomorrow. Neil Kulong on the show tomorrow. Great to have you with us on the show today. Oh, I'm going to give you another guest that we're going to get before the week is out. You heard Kenny Albert talk on the show, and every time we talk, we always talk about Ben Boma, who is up in the booth all the time at a wide variety of sports. Well, I got a hold of Ben yesterday, and Ben's going to join us on the show later in the week. Former Penn State ice hockey player, icer, and I'm just going to pick a day and say just join us and then go from there. But uh, um, he's got something going on today in Boston, and he has an NFL officiating Zoom on Wednesday, but that's pretty much it for this week, so I'm going to shoot for Thursday for to get Ben on the show. Matt? Hello, Matt. Let me guess. Matt got called into a staff meeting. <laughs> I wonder if we're having a phone issue. Not with you know, not in terms of communication and me talking to all of you. I wonder if we're having a phone issue. I have no idea. Hello, Matt. Can't hear Matt. All right. So the story on Penn State football from Saturday, of course, the, the Adisa Isaac information, I think a lot of people had a pretty good handle that it had, had occurred, and James Franklin confirmed it on Saturday. The It's also not a surprise that Jesse Lucchetta will get a look at both his usual inside linebacking spot and defensive end. That's pretty much something that I know Jack and I had thrown around a little bit between the two of us that we thought could possibly happen back in the spring. And we'll see how that plays out. The... um, But you do have other guys there. This Now, Arnold Abicati is a guy that was going to be critical to this mix anyway. And now, instead of maybe possibly coming off the bench and still getting in 40 or 50 plays a game, the door is open for him to be a starter with Nick Tarburton. 
Tarburton is an interesting player because Nick is really good. He is really good. The problem that fans have in relating to what I'm saying is that they've only seen snippets of him last year. And, of course, Nick came here. He actually, when he was first here, was a linebacker. And then they, in a short period of time, moved him to defensive end. Um, the um, But Nick's a good player who's overcome a lot to get himself in this position. He's overcome a lot. And so the two starters are not going to be in the category of being an issue. That's not going to be any problem at all. Now it's going to be those valuable reps that get added into this mix. Smith Vilbert. Smith Smith Vilbert was not only a good football player in high school, he's a really good basketball player as well. Excellent athlete, great footwork. That footwork comes from his basketball work. Um, And as time has gone, he's become a better and better football player, and I thought he had his best spring and I think he's poised to have a really good preseason. They'll need that from him. Another guy to take a long look at is Amin Vanover. As the season went last year, Amin Vanover got more and more game reps. And the more he played, the more I liked him. Now, he's a guy that can play defensive tackle, but he also can play defensive end. So he can be a hybrid player, but right now you need him at defensive end. Zariah Fisher, who had been a linebacker at one point, has now moved to defensive end. But they moved him to defensive end in the spring. So this is not one of those, hey, something happened, we're moving him. Zariah Fisher was already at defensive end in the spring. And then, of course, we talked about Jesse Lucchetta. And then we'll see maybe what a guy like Jake Wilson can do. Those are some of the names right away that come to the front at that defensive end. Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Everything else has a chance to fall into place. Also significant that Marquise Wilson was seeing time on defense. Okay. Can you hear me now? Hey, there we go. There you are. All right. Were you able to get a hold of Mark? Um, we are still waiting on him. Yeah, I think he's running a little late. Oh, that's okay. He can run late if he wants. Okay, he's calling us. Just want to make sure. No, oh, no, I hear the suit in the background. This can't be good. Yeah. Just making sure there was nothing wrong with the mic. I mean, you know, he knows that uh, that we have him set up for Sunday morning at three thirty, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Just, we're just trying to pick spots where we feel he can do the least amount of damage. All right, so, you know, that's how I look at the defensive end spot. Everybody else, Marquise Wilson is, you know, he, you know, he can, he's going to start out on defense, and we'll see if he stays there. Because I'll tell you, when he played offense in the spring, he does bring 
some big play capability with him. And but he also can bring big playability on defense. You know, I mean, remember the Cotton Bowl for goodness sakes. Who's the guy that picked off the pass at the 15 yard line that essentially put the game away? He did. It's one thing last year. His first year, he seemed to always was around the ball. The interception he made against Michigan State, the interception against Memphis. He had three fumble recoveries in his freshman season. He felt like he was always around the ball. Last year, though, it just seemed like he was a half step off being around the ball. And you know, I know Brent Pry is confident that he can recapture that on defense, which you know he does, certainly has the the um, capability of doing it. And of course, there's going to be a lot of attention because Jack and I were talking today, and you know, and. It's going to be interesting to see, obviously, Taquan Roberson. And the only way I think you can phrase this about Taquan Roberson is that when I finally do get a chance to do the pregame or the talk show, one of the two with James, this is probably how I'm going to phrase the question. Because he has really so little game Action. My question is going to be, in practice, do you like the foundation he has formed and how he's developed at quarterback? Because right now that's what it comes down to. What kind of foundation has he formed in practice as a quarterback? And then we'll find out if it plays out in the game. Now, you hope it plays out in a game where it's Penn State's choosing and not circumstances choosing. All right, we'll take a break. Come back with more in a moment. The fact that Matt had to go find the suit to fix something means that it probably needs to be recorrected. We'll do that in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. You know, I think if you look even when we first got here at Vanderbilt, we had a lot of spread concepts. 
Um, then we kind of took it to a whole nother level with Joe. Um, so, you know, we're back to that. And, um, you know, that's really kind of who we've wanted to be the entire time that we've been here. And, um, you know, with the athletes that we have at receiver and at tight end and running back, you know, that, that was another big part of it is just getting as many guys involved, getting as many guys touches, getting as many guys in space as possible. You know, but then you, you still want to make sure you have the ability to run uh, with power um, and you want to be able to run um, in situational football. Well, that's exactly what they want to do when they have the capability of doing it. And Mike Yurcich, uh now in combination with uh, James Franklin, they have the tools to do that. They do a it's a dynamic-looking offense that I think can be fun, exciting, and it does a great job of finding space. Now, that's what you need. Every sport these days, you need to somehow find space. Defenses are doing a great job of eliminating as much space as possible. So in basketball, we talk about creating space. In hockey, you know, getting space. Talk about that all the time. Even baseball, I've talked about what shifts do. Shifts take away space. And I've talked about even in baseball, creating space. Well, football, the key is can you go out and and create space, especially in the passing game? Can you create space? And this offense, I think, does that. It, it creates space out in the field to make plays. Because space does two things. It allows you, A, to make the play to begin with, but then it opens the door to yards after you make a catch. And to me, that's uh, all part of um, of what makes an offense dynamic. If you can make space, it makes a big difference in what you're doing. I think this offense creatively opens the door to give you space to then allow you to make plays. And they want to get back to being a team that is a big play team where they're getting the chunk plays, getting over 20 yards, plays like that. And it's not just, hey, we're going to throw the ball up and you're going to run underneath it. Sometimes those chunk plays happen because of something that you do that may be a 12-yard whatever in that is created in such a way that can eventually get you 40 yards. Doesn't have to be just throwing it down the field and there's your chunk play. Your chunk play can happen with something underneath that is created because you created space to get you to a spot. And I don't mean rubs or, you know, as the defense would say, pick plays. No. I mean, certainly that's a part of any offense these days, but that's not what I'm. That's, that's not what I'm referring to. Uh, Mike Lang has decided to retire. Mike, for various reasons, did not work last year, except for a couple of games. He came back for a couple of playoff games last year. Well, today he announced uh, that he'll still do, still do some special projects for them, but. Uh, he's going to retire. Josh Getzoff, who's been really the primary uh, fill-in, is going to be the one that will get the job, and Josh will do a fabulous job. You know what I like about Josh? First of all, I think he calls a really good game to begin with, 
But Josh doesn't try to be Mike. And I think that's really important. Josh Getzoff does not try to be Mike. He just wants to be the first Josh Getzoff. And I think that's really important. Because Mike had his own style that was special, that was all his. And I think when you replace somebody else, you have to be you. You can't be the other guy. And Josh does that. Mike, I think Mike Lang was to Penguins hockey what Vin Scully was to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Remember, Vin was with the Brooklyn Dodgers. Now you move to Los Angeles, brand new market. You're trying to make the sport of baseball popular in Southern California. Vin Scully made the sport of baseball really popular in Southern California by the way he described it. And it was back in an era where radio was so critical. And Vince Scully got people to Dodger games and interested in Dodger games because of how great he happened to be. Mike Lang did the same thing for the Penguins. The Penguins were a dead, was this, he just finished his, what, 46th season? The Penguins were a down and out franchise in the 70s when he got there. And he became a voice. They got people interested in Penguin games. Now, eventually getting Mario Lemieux gave them an even greater excuse to be there. But Mike made the games fun and interesting and made Penguin fans out of people who were not Penguin fans before. And he was important to the growth of the sport of hockey in Pittsburgh. Eventually helped out. And you look... And what happens with guys like that, announcers like that? You know, look at the Dodgers. Koufax became Valenzuela. Valenzuela became Hershiser. Hershiser became Clayton Kershaw. But the constant the entire time was Vince Scully. Well, Mario Lemieux became Sidney Crosby. Kevin Stevens became Yarmer Yager. Paul Coffey became Chris Letang. Mike Lang was there the entire time. And Mike's value to the franchise and the growth of the sport in Pittsburgh cannot be understated. And of course, Mike's been on our show many times. But I'm thrilled for Mike. I'm thrilled for Mike. Great, great respect for Mike. What a career. And all of those catchphrases after goals. See, that's why Josh can only be Josh. You can't duplicate the catchphrases. Josh will do a great job. And Josh has been a guest on our show, too. So, Still waiting for Mark Rogenrich to call in. Still waiting for the suit to fix something. I told him, just do what I do. Hit it on the side. I thought it was a good idea. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at 
Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. 